Welcome to FitChicks Chat brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the Fitchix Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to FitChix Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, we have Marie Barker joining me today. Hi, Marie. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Always love our conversations. I know we were just offline chatting forever, and then I was like, hey, we should probably record because this is great content that we're talking about even right now. So um, for everyone listening, Marie is joining me today because we are going to be talking specifically about meditation and how to get started and being mindful and using meditation as a tool to be able to just add to your life. You know, that's really what it's about. In my mind, I think meditation for me is really a tool that just adds so much value to my life. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Now, before we get into like some of the sort of technical stuff of like even how to get started, I would love for you to be able to share because I've known you now for a few years and you know, I know that your story really started with you um, as a Beachbody coach and mm-hmm. I know you're still a Beachbody coach, but I'm curious to know if you can share your story about how it's kind of evolved into becoming a meditation coach and now speaker and sort of why that became a significant sort of path for you. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I have to bring up the fact that your podcast, we had a conversation, I think it was 2016 and it was the first podcast I had ever been interviewed on. So this is so special to actually <laughs> like full circle years later, you know, be back having a conversation with you and specifically having a conversation about something that I am so bloody passionate about, um, that I practice, that I teach, that I preach, that I just embody because it has significantly um, what changed my life really, truly. So I became a teacher in 2015. This is important because I was stressed beyond measure (laughs) already. And I went into a profession where, you know, there's not a lot of support for the person who is holding a lot of space for the people that they are caring for. I'll say it like that. And as somebody who is an empath, as somebody who is a giver, I found myself burnt out from giving and I was not filling my cup properly. And, you know, it got so bad during that time that I ended up having these heart palpitations all the time. And I was experiencing adrenal fatigue at a young age, like we're talking like 23, 24. I ended up going to my doctor because of these heart palpitations. And she put me on the ECG scanner. And, you know, she was really concerned. She said, well, let's just make sure that you're not having a heart attack. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Is that that a possibility here? Is that what this feels like? Because it feels awful. you know, I just, I knew that something had to change. And I just remember so specifically, my GP looked at me and she said, Marie, you have one body, you have to take care of it. And I just coming from her 
you know, somebody who knows how to write prescriptions and it, she's phenomenal at her job, but generally speaking, you know, we at Western medical, we write prescriptions and it's more of a, a bit of a band-aid approach. It just, it really resonated with me the way she said it. She just genuinely saw me as a young person struggling with mm-hmm. anxiety, which I would later be diagnosed with. And I knew that I had to do something about it. I knew that, um, you know, I needed something. I had heard about meditation. I kind of had dismissed it at that point thinking, you know, like really how can sitting and breathing help me? I can't even close my eyes without (laughs) feeling panicky and taking myself into a full, you know, tailspin panic attack. And I just remember going home from that doctor's appointment and I thought, okay, you know, there's an app you know, that I could download, I could download headspace or whatever. And I could sit for two minutes, probably I could give myself two minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I gave myself two minutes. And if I'm being honest with you, it was painful. (laughs) And as soon as I closed my eyes, I felt that same constriction and tightness in my chest. And I felt panicked and I was sweaty and everything started coming up and out. And, you know, all of these emotions and things that we repress for years will start to come out when we give them time and space to do so. And when we allow ourselves to just sit and breathe and be with ourselves, but we don't allow ourselves to just sit and be and breathe with ourselves. You know, we're so busy coping and reaching for external stimulus, whether it's overwork or distraction, distraction. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. We're so addicted to our phones, to food, to enter any, (laughs) you know, coping mechanism here. And so it can be really uncomfortable. And I experienced that it was really uncomfortable for me, but I also recognized if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I knew that this was kind of my breaking straw. I knew that I needed to do something. And so I started with two minutes. I sat with two the next day I sat with two, you know, I started moving on to three minutes and then five minutes and then eight minutes for a while. And, and then, you know, I was building this habit of, okay, at the very least every day I'm showing up for at least two minutes. That was my benchmark. And if I make it longer than that, beautiful. And eventually I got to a place where I was sitting and meditating for 18 minutes a day mm-hmm. for quite a while. That was a comfort you know, spot for me. I, I felt like 20 was a lot, but 18 somehow <laughs> was, was better. And you know, all, all of this was going on, this practice of, of daily meditation and adding this as a practice, this was all going on as I was a brand new teacher, as I was starting my wellness coaching business with Beachbody, as I was, you know, in this new transitory period of my life, stepping into who am I, what do I want to do, you know, really starting my career. And, and it is so significant to me because in the two minutes and in the five minutes and in the eight minutes, like there would be days when you're sitting there and you know, you're like, nothing's happening. Or there's other days where you're sitting there and I, and I start weeping because I'm, you know, experiencing uprooting traumas that I haven't previously allowed myself to look at and feel, or other days, you're just thinking about laundry lists or worst case scenarios or things that haven't even happened, you know, like just all of the stuff, all of the human stuff starts to come up when you're sitting in meditation. So it's not even necessarily during the meditation that you start to notice the difference, but over the course of the next, you know, year and a half, I think it was uh, two years ish, two and a half years, I started noticing specific changes in myself, in how I was feeling. And, you know, really specifically, I remember just being so hell bent on experiencing peace of mind. 
I had experienced sexual assault at age 19. And when I closed my eyes, I would take myself back to that experience and I would re-traumatize myself every single time. And so when I began meditating, closing my eyes didn't feel like a safe space. Mm -hmm. And I remember just thinking to myself, I just want peace of mind. I just want peace of mind. I just want peace of mind. I want to be safe in my own head. And I just remember waking up one day, you know, these couple of years later. And I thought, holy shit. I have peace of mind. (laughs) It's amazing. It was so profound. And I couldn't tell you how many sessions it took. I couldn't tell you how many hours or minutes or what style meditation got me to that place. But the specific practice of showing up every day for myself, at least for two minutes, and then for five, and then for 10, and then 18, and then 20, and et cetera, it it changed me. It fundamentally changed me. So Mm -hmm. this took me to feeling very... um, excited about sharing what was working. Anytime you have something in your life that is significantly impacting you, you want to talk about it. Like your red lipstick that you're wearing right now is amazing. And you want to talk about it because it's beautiful, (laughs) right? Anytime I come across something in my life, I'm like, dang, people need to know about this. This is how I felt about meditation. And so I had um, a meditation uh, teacher training come into my awareness that was happening just a few hours away in a different city. And I thought, you know what? I'm kind of nervous. I don't know why, but I feel called to this. I'm going to take this meditation teacher training. And so I went, did the five-day lifestyle meditation teacher training. It was absolutely phenomenal. I came back and I did not do anything with the training (laughs) in the means of of delivering it for at least another year. And it just, I, I, I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't feel like I was the expert on this thing. I felt like I needed more time to practice, you know, all the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified, whatever. If I just had one more certification or oh, if I just had God, this, or if yes. I just had that. Yes. We, we always, obsessed. we set all these blocks up in advance with like, Absolutely. We, we start believing all those stories that we're setting well, ourselves up for. And all it is the procrastination, you know, all it is, is just a distraction technique to not actually do the thing. Yeah. And so eventually this like inner whisper to deliver these, you know, the stressless workshop, it got so loud that I was like, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. This is really important for me to bring to life. And so I rented a space. I sold tickets on Eventbrite. I hosted two um, different workshops that I called stressless and uh, learned to meditate. And I, I had about 20 women each time come and meditate with me. And I taught them about the science of stress. I taught them about meditation and you know what it is, what it isn't, and how to develop and stick with a daily practice that is actually <laughs> practical you know, right. for, for the average busy person. And from that, I was, I was so enthused with the response that I ended up putting together an online course. I ended up delivering more workshops, virtual and in person. And just over the last, you know, that was, I guess, 2018, when I did that certification, excuse me, 2018, I did the certification over the last, you know, few years, this has become such a a staple for me. It's the thing that I am so passionate about talking about that comes so naturally and easily because it has been a practice that I've implemented for myself and it really truly has changed my life. And so it becomes the thing that I get asked to speak about to companies and corporations and and on podcasts because I just have found a way to understand it and apply it that is more approachable, I feel like, than a lot of what we 
kind of search out. And it, it feels like sometimes when you look up meditation techniques, it feels kind of like this unattainable, super woo-woo, highly spiritual. I can't access that type of thing. And it's really not. It's really, really not. Meditation is just being with your breath in this mm-hmm. moment. That's it. It's just, can I pay attention to this breath? <sighs> Wonderful. Meditation. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you shared your whole evolution of your story, because I think it's so key to understand just how important it's, it, how important it is to really pay attention to your inner voice. Your inner voice knew at a young, like many years ago, you knew that this was a path for you. You just didn't, it wasn't like blaring or glaringly obvious to you at the time. It was like inside of you without being like completely right in front of you. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you said that this meditation um, teacher training came, you know, it somehow came into your life. Like it, it wasn't on, it wasn't uh, an accident, right? No. It's, it, it was meant to be, and this is meant to be your path. And I think um, I just, I love that you've taken this path and I love that you've taken this journey. Cause I think that this just makes sense. And I said that to you the last time we spoke is that I feel like this is just such a natural progression for you. And it just feels like it makes so much sense. Now, I love too, that you shared about the idea of trying to find peace of mind, because I know even for myself, one of the biggest things for me um, that I worked with my meditation coach about was we used to always talk about meditation as um, she would say it was like the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so she would describe it saying, you know, if you, if there is like a tsunami on the surface of an ocean, if you go to the bottom of the ocean, like the deep, 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 like right to the pit, it is calm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's what we want to create within yourself. So no matter what chaos is happening externally around you, internally, you have that peace. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I always see it. Whenever I think of meditation, I always think of it as finding peace within myself. It's like a calmness, regardless of whatever storm is happening outside. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you said it was like peace of mind for you, because it's it's similar in that sense of like really being able to kind of have a safe place within yourself and trust yourself to be able to tap into that when you need it. Well, and not only a safe place within yourself, but really to affirm, I am the safe place. True. You know, I am the mountain and the yes. storm and the clouds that surround me, you know, the thoughts and the chaos and the, yeah. the tsunami, the ocean, whatever, no matter what is happening externally, I am grounded. I am solid, but it is only through practicing dipping into that that you can then access that on a daily basis because, you know, otherwise we're so ungrounded that we get swept up in the mm-hmm. chaos. We get swept up in the the stuff of life right now. Look what's happening in the world. So much of it is just this windy, chaotic, ungrounded nature and people are scared and they're swept up in it. And if we could all just take a collective couple deep breaths and settle, like you literally, your body literally drops down, (laughs) like you're talking about. So, okay, here's this surface level chaos. Can I drop down into my, out of my head and into my body and just be with myself and just breathe. And then when I do that, I recognize, oh, I am okay because Mm -hmm. I have me. Yeah. I love that. Now we were, you were mentioning something about um, like, the misconceptions, you know, Mm -hmm. you were saying that the misconception is that a lot of times people think it's unattainable. Mm -hmm. What are some of, you know, I know that one of the misconceptions I think that a lot of people have is that it's 
um, is that they're going to suck at it. <laughs> they think it's, I'm going to be bad at this. It's going to be hard for me to do. And I love that you shared that, like it took time to build up the ability to be able to sit for longer periods of time. It's the same for me. I think it's the same for every single person pretty mm-hmm. much where it, it's, it is a practice. And eventually it's just, you're building that muscle within yourself to be able to just like stay focused, be more present, um, be calm, allow your emotions, allow your feelings to come up and allow them to just kind of like pass through you as you just breathe through them. Right. And you're not trying to fight them or attach to them, but what would be some of the other um, misconceptions that you've maybe heard that you wanted to address right now? Because I do think that there's, there's a lot of them. I know one of the other ones that I've heard too, is that lead meditations, like when you listen to like headspace or lead meditation, that it's not real meditation. Like people mm-hmm. say that that's not real meditation. And I think it's, it, it absolutely is. It's just a different form. See, what's so funny about that is we, oh my God, we're such curious creatures. We <laughs> overcomplicate the shit out of everything. Right. <laughs> and the, the, best thi- the best things in life, the, the greatest truths in life are so simple, but they're so bloody simple that we think, you know, it can't possibly be that simple. It can't possibly be that easy. I must right. overcomplicate it. I must make it a 12 step thing. I must, you know, be sitting in this position with doing this with my hands and have this incense and this. No. Yeah. (laughs) Meditation is just being with your breath in this moment. And you don't even have to be sitting to meditate. You Mm -hmm. could be doing the dishes and just paying attention to how the soap looks and how the water feels and the dish you're holding, what shape it is. And, you know, putting it gently into the sink, like that is meditation. Meditation is simply just mindfulness. It's just, I am present here now. I'm not living in the past. I'm not living in the future. I'm actually in my body right now, right here, which is all we ever have. But for some reason, we get so caught up in that chaos and that storm of what happened in the past, what's going to happen in the future or potentially going to happen. And then, you know, it's no wonder we're so depressed living in the past and so anxious living in the future. We're never fully present here, which is where life is only happening now yeah. here. And, you know, one of the, the greatest um, misconceptions about meditation that even I, you know, w- par- participated in was, well, I have too many thoughts. So I suck at it. I have too many thoughts. Yes. So I'm, I'm not supposed to meditate because I have too many thoughts. And number one, I would say, this is some tough love from you, girl. You know, <laughs> if you defend your excuses, you get to keep them. So that's number one, what I would say. And number two, when you're ready to let go of that, is the fact that you have so many thoughts, the fact that you feel that way is an indicator that you actually need meditation as a practice. But it's just like training for a marathon. Like You're not going to just one day decide, you know what, today I'm just going to run 10K. I'm just going to go for it. You know what, I'm going to run 26K with no practice and no training. Like, you're not going to do that to yourself because you're setting yourself up for air quotes failure. Right. So meditation is very similar. It is a daily practice. you know. And when we think that we suck at it or we have too many thoughts or it's not for us because it seems like this unattainable thing, really we're just prolonging our pain when we could just try the thing, set our ego aside, sit down, breathe, <laughs> be with our breath in this moment. you know, And then you'll recognize that the space between your thoughts actually starts to get a little bit bigger and you start to be able to respond instead of react. That's one of the biggest things, you know, for me that that's come 
up out of this as a benefit. I remember being so reactionary in previous years. I remember, and very specifically, my brother would just trigger. He was such a good button pusher, you know, as brothers can be. And I remember there was this one um, Christmas where he said some stuff as brothers do. And I just noticed, oh my God, I'm not like, I don't feel triggered by this all of a sudden. I, you right. know, I don't, I don't feel like I need to like lash out and rip his head off right now because I'm not reacting. And in fact, I could just take a breath and I can in- instead respond. And so, you know, there's all these misconceptions, but really at the end of the day, the misconceptions are just excusing ourselves from per- participating in the thing because we're scared of what will come from the thing. We're scared of feeling our emotions. We're scared of being with ourselves. We're scared of, like I said before, closing our eyes and not feeling safe in our own bodies. So I don't know if I answered your question at all, but that's where I went with it. <laughs> yeah, no, you 100% did. And I think it's it's 100% accurate because I do think the the misconception is always like, oh, I don't have the time or I don't have you know the patience or I don't have the focus or anything, but really it does just come right down to the fear. And, you know, I've heard it from so many people that I know even, you know, where they're like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm too much of like a busy person to sit still, or I'm too much of this and that. And it's just like, it's okay. Like, I almost feel like that's like um, a safeguard of trying to say like, I, I need to stay busy because if I try to sit with myself, yeah. Yes. And oftentimes that's where it comes from. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm not, there's no judgment here. It's just, that's usually the place where it's coming from is that if you do sit still and you sit with your breath and you just be with yourself, oftentimes mm-hmm. it can get really, it can get really overwhelming. It can get uncomfortable. And I agree with you when you shared your story that it got really uncomfortable for you. Same mm-hmm. for me for years, I actually couldn't sit by myself. I used to go see my meditation Um, it was like an alternative therapist slash meditation coach. And I used to sit with her and that was the only time I felt safe in the beginning to actually sit and meditate was when I was in her presence because I knew it was a safe place because I also knew that I was supported by somebody Mm -hmm. and that because I was dealing with so much trauma. So it was a very, it was a very important thing for me. Then eventually I got to the point where I could do it on my own, but, um, it was just, it was finding, it's like finding the thing that works for you, I think is like Mm -hmm. one of the key things. Can I, I, can I bring something up about this? Because I think it's so important. There's not just one way to meditate. And I really want to Mm -hmm. reiterate that because for some people sitting in meditation, you know, is so uncomfortable for them and it doesn't do it for them. For me, who like, I am that person or up until yesterday, I was that person, you know, where I would probably describe myself more as a human doing than a human being, you know, because sitting still means, well, I'm not being productive. And if I'm not being productive, that challenges childhood paradigms of I'm not worthy because I'm not doing, you know, so then we've got all this, this whole garbage from the past that you got to deal with. So being like just simply being and non-doing is actually very uncomfortable for a lot of people, which is why Mm -hmm. we avoid sitting with our shit. You know, we, we look to external when you're standing in line and you're like, I feel uncomfortable. I need to go on my phone. I need something to distract me. Um, I just wanted to bring up that there are so many different kinds of meditations for somebody. Like if you resonate with what I just said about feeling really uncomfortable with being a sitting meditation is actually so powerful because it allows you to just settle into your body and be with yourself for a few minutes of the day when you might not otherwise have given yourself that space you might not otherwise have given yourself the opportunity to just sit still yeah. <laughs> and not be so busy all the time. Um, but I want to just bring up that there are so many different kinds of meditation. Like you mm-hmm. can use um, 
you can use something like a mantra, which just means mind tool. You can, you can focus on staring at something in your room, like a, a dot on the wall or a candle or something like that. You can use the breath as your point of focus. Like I said, meditation is just being with your breath in this moment. So you can use the breath as your point of focus so that you're not lost in your train of thought. You can just focus on this breath in. And now I'm focusing on this breath out. And then this breath in. And this breath out. And there's different techniques. You can slow your breath and, and hold your breath and you know pick up the pace. Um, but I really just want to point out to the person listening that there isn't just one type. You don't have to just sit cross-legged with you know hands in sutras. Like just get comfortable and breathe and allow yourself to focus on your breath for a few moments and just see what that does for you. Agree. Agree. And one of my favorite meditations too, um, while I was going through all of my work was walking meditations Mm -hmm. where I would just focus on every footstep and how it felt from where my heel would hit the ground to then when my toes would touch and just literally focusing on the feeling of my feet hitting the pavement. And that was it. That was the only focus that I had was just how each foot and every step felt. And just by doing that, it kept me so focused and so present in that moment, as opposed to allowing my thoughts to be in the past or in the future or Mm -hmm. in chaos. (laughs) Right. And so it was, it was just such an easy way for me to just kind of like do that, especially when I was feeling like I wanted to move and not just sit. It was a really great tool for me. Now, what would you say in terms of, I know, you know, we've talked about a lot of different benefits for ourselves. What would you say some of the key benefits? Cause we know that there are hundreds of benefits to meditation and I mean, it's been proven, but what would you say would be like your top three benefits that somebody could really take from meditation or at least that you feel for your own life has been like so significant? Mm -hmm. So the reason why meditation works, the science behind it is that when you meditate, you go from sympathetic, you know, nervous system being triggered. So your fight or flight system, which most of us are living in a chronic state of fight or flight or your survival mode. And you dip into what's called your parasympathetic nervous system. And your parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest system. This is when you feel at ease, right? You're resting and digesting. You often experience parasympathetic kind of like right before bed, early in the morning, during the day, usually it's sympathetic where all systems go, we are like on. And that's where this state of like, I can't sit down, I can't sit still comes from because you're agitated. You've got cortisol, which is also addictive, by the way, getting that hit, that hit. So there's a whole complexity there. Um, how did, how did you word the question again? I want to make sure I... Oh, I just, just wondering, t- like, what were the oh, sort benefits. of benefits that you either yes. see for clients or that you have seen in your own life that are like, sort of like those top three benefits? Okay, so, perfect. Mm-hmm. I was like, where was I going with that? Why did I... <laughs> so when you, when you activate parasympathetic nervous system, what you're doing is you're actually retraining your body to function at its natural state, which is a relaxed state. We have been so chronically stressed for so long, many people for decades, you know, that what happens is your body regulates you up to the stressed out state because your body's such an efficient, beautiful machine. It's like, well, I don't want to like fluctuate all the way up and then all the way down all the time. This is causing a lot of wear and tear. I'm just going to bring you up. And so you notice that, you know, when you're chronically stressed, you're experiencing higher blood pressure, you know, and 
a sped up heart rate and you can't poop and you have a low libido and you can't sleep and you're experiencing all the tension headaches and all these things that you're like, I don't know what the answer is. Well, your body is in chronic stress mode. So it's of course causing dis-ease in the body. And so when we meditate, you know, some of the main reasons why it's so freaking impactful. Some of the main benefits are that not only are you going to calm down your system so that your body system is functioning at a natural balanced rhythm, which then allows you to, I don't know, poop regularly, get your libido back, sleep better, you know, that's not interrupted sleep or or fragmented mental sleep, um, be less reactive, be more patient, be more creative. One of the things that meditating for just five minutes a day, you know, there was a Harvard study that showed five minutes a day for 21 days straight actually helped to build gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. Well, what is your prefrontal cortex in charge of? It's in charge of decision-making and, you know, it's connected with the uh, hypothalamus, which is like memory and all of these different parts of your brain start to work as they are intended to work. And so when you meditate, you'll regain memory. You will, you know, be more creative. Like I said, you'll have these insights and these ideas where you're like, oh, that's interesting because you're not so inundated with chaotic thought all the time. So those are some of the main ones for me, definitely. But as somebody who has previously struggled with, you know, stress related, like chronic stress related autoimmune issues and um, IBS, let me just say, when you can't go to the bathroom, it is not a very fun time. And I spent years not being able to, you know, experience regularity. And so one of the most beautiful things that meditating daily and relaxing my body and specifically allowing my stomach to relax and breathing deeply into my belly, instead of just this shallow chest breath that we do, right? it's allowed my digestion to improve in the best way. You know, so those are some of the things for sure. There's so many other benefits, but like, I mean, come on, none of those, every single one of those things by themselves is so amazing. Who doesn't want to experience a more restful, peaceful, you know, creative, responsive instead of reactive state? It is literally taking you out of your stressed out state and putting you into a more peaceful state. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's just, it's been something that's been life-changing for me, I know, and I know for you too. And I think anyone that I know that has practiced meditation or that does practice meditation feels the same way. Like there, I have never, I have yet to meet someone who has said, I tried it for a year and nothing changed, <laughs> right? Yeah, I have yet to meet someone. So um, it's definitely worth that kind of, it's worth the effort, even if it feels like a lot of effort in the beginning. I promise you in the end, the results that you will have for your own personal life will outweigh any of the fear that you have right now about even getting started. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say in terms of getting started? So for people listening now who are thinking, okay, that sounds great. I definitely want that. Um, I want to at least get started. What would be some simple things that you can offer to them to get started now? And I know that you also graciously offered to do a quick lead meditation to kind mm-hmm. of give people a little bit of a snapshot of what that could feel like. Totally. Okay. I'll talk about kind of, you know, some tips on how to implement today, literally like yes. right now. And then I'll lead a really, really short meditation that you can use as you're starting out if you aren't listening to something guided. Because I know that you had mentioned, you know, 
the misconception. Yeah. Yeah. If I listen to a guided meditation, is it actually true meditation? Like I said, meditation is just being with your breath in this moment. And if you need to use music or guided meditation or binaural beats on YouTube or some other tool that's going to help you, you know, enhance the relax factor and you can't quite get out of your head and into your body, by all means, please use that. I love, I personally love using music, especially soft piano or binaural beats and guided meditations. And I have my own guided meditations actually available on my website. I just, it's all meditation. So that I'll just, I'll preface it with that. Some of my, you know, tips on keeping it simple and actually implementing is number one, just decide right now that this is something that's important to you. Because I think we get ideas, you know, oh, I I should do this and I should do this. And um, I've been thinking about it for a while. If you just decide right now that I am somebody who sits for five minutes a day because I deserve to sit for five minutes a day and breathe, you will show up. If you tell yourself, I'll try, you will not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, it's the do or do not, there is no try quote. Right. <laughs> so just, just right now decide, I am worthy of five minutes of my own time. From today onwards, I sit for five minutes and I breathe. And even if that just means playing, you know, one of your favorite songs and just breathing while you listen to your favorite song, that's beautiful. beautiful if yeah. that's where you want to start. Absolutely. There are also um, the app Insight Timer is a free app that I think we both use actually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. There are so many beautiful guided meditations, but there's also the timer function. So you can set the timer for five minutes, especially if you're time conscious, you know, and you've got a busy schedule, you can make it silent. You can have soft rainfall, piano, whatever you want to play. Um, and there's also so many beautiful musicians on Insight Timer who graciously share their, their music and their um, expertise. So I would say start with five minutes, just start with five minutes, just allow yourself to sit and focus on your breath for five minutes. Um, I do think using music or using a guided meditation in the beginning is very helpful, especially when you're not quite comfortable yet sitting. Um, I also really feel that having a journal close by is really helpful because if slash when stuff starts to come up, it's really helpful to just write it down in the journal and then explore it for yourself. And just to remember that it's a judgment-free zone. It's just you with you. You don't have to like overanalyze yourself, but you can use whatever comes up and out in your journal as an opportunity to get to know yourself better and, you know, just get curious about it. Like, oh, that's so interesting that that came up. There must be something there that maybe I haven't been looking at. Can I allow myself to look at that a little bit? And can I allow myself to ask some questions, you know, to myself about this? This is all about like, introspection and self-reflection, which are really, really um, important in my opinion. So those are a couple of the tips. Find somewhere comfortable. You know, don't don't just meditate because you think you should sit a certain way or do a certain thing. Like comfort is so important. So get comfortable, you know, sit mm-hmm. down on your couch or lay down on a yoga mat on the floor. Uh, I, I would advise maybe against not meditating in bed just for the soul fact that your muscle memory is going to relate to meditating <laughs> in bed with sleeping. And um, we want to just allow ourselves to relax, but not quite fall asleep. And I, that being said, even if you do fall asleep, beautiful, that's probably what you need in the moment. So <laughs> those are definitely some tips. Um, there are so many different kinds of meditation. Like I mentioned, you know, walking meditation, you could literally grab a square of dark chocolate or make yourself a tea and use that as a meditation of like the holding of the cup and the seeing of the liquid and the smelling of the aromatics and the tasting and feeling it down your throat. Like that's meditation as well. But I think to begin, just allow yourself five minutes, put on some soft music, sit and just focus on this inhale 
and then this exhale. And so that's kind of what I want to lead is just a really quick four or five minute um, meditation based on focusing on the breath, if you're okay with that. Yes, definitely. Please do. All right. Are you ready? Ready. <laughs> I'm okay. always ready for some meditation in my day. Yeah, I know. Amanda's like, yes, I am. Let's do I know. It. I'm already like, <laughs> I'm in position. Go ahead, Marie. <laughs> okay. So you want to just find a comfortable seated position. If you're sitting on a chair, sitting on the couch, sitting in your car, please pull over. <laughs> you can put your hands in your lap. If you'd like to face your palms up or keep them down, that's totally up to you. You want to just feel your feet on the floor and gently close your eyes. And you're just going to focus your attention on the space around your eyes and just take a deep breath in and allow it to soften. And then we're going to take a deep breath in and focus on the jaw. And we're just going to soften. And then you're going to focus on the shoulders and take a deep breath in. And just soften. And next we'll move to the belly, take a deep breath in. And just soften. And as you continue breathing, I'll just explain what we're going to do. I'm going to count backwards from 20. And on each breath, we will attach a number. We'll go 20 in, 20 out, 19 in, 19 out, all the way back down to zero. And around 10, I will stop guiding. And you can focus in your mind on 10 in, 10 out, all the way down. And then we will meet back at three and I will close us out. So let's take a deep inhale in through our nose and fill our bellies with air. And sigh out your mouth. One more cleansing breath just like that. Just get rid of all the sticky stuff. Deep inhale. And exhale. Let's begin. 20 inhale. Exhale 20. Inhale 19. Exhale 19. Inhale 18. Exhale 18. Inhale 17. Exhale 17. Inhale 16. Exhale, 16. Inhale, 15. Exhale, 15. 
Inhale, 14. Exhale, 14. Inhale, 13. Exhale, 13. Inhale, 12. Exhale, 12. Inhale, 11. Exhale, 11. Yeah, just keep going silently with inhale, 10. Exhale, 10. Inhale, three. Exhale, three. Inhale, two. Exhale, two. Inhale, one. Exhale, one. You can just deepen your breath slightly. Roll your neck if you need. Stretch your fingers and your toes. If you want, you can reach your arms up to the side. Stretch and open your chest. And when you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes. Come back to your space. That was so beautiful. <laughs> it's so rejuvenating how you feel mm -hmm. when you finish just having that time to just breathe Five energetically minutes. everything switches yeah so what we've done and you can feel like your shoulders are lower mm -hmm. your jaw is unclenched your belly is probably softer than it was you know i find that i'm sitting farther back in my chair whereas before i was kind of leaning forward and even my voice is a little bit deeper and these are all indications that your parasympathetic nervous system is at work versus your sympathetic nervous system. And so we're in a state of relaxation right now, which is also a state of receptivity and openness and peace. I love it. Now, of course, in the um, notes for this podcast, all the details about your upcoming challenge will be included in there. But would you mind just sharing a little bit more before we wrap up for today? Um, would you mind just sharing a little bit more about this challenge that you have coming up in December that our listeners can join? 
Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to call it a workshop instead of a challenge because I don't oh, want right. people to think it's harder than it is, but I'm hosting. Sorry. A- yes. I'm so sorry. It is no, a workshop. Yes. <laughs> no, that's fine because I do host a lot of wellness challenges. So it's totally yes. understood. Um, but I'm hosting a free stressless workshop and the workshop it's going to be Wednesday, December 15th at 8 PM Eastern on zoom you know, come as you are, wear your pajamas, bring a cup of tea and a journal. And we are going to do some breath work exercises, some meditation, some reflective journaling. And I'll just kind of go over some holiday specific stressless techniques. <laughs> it's so timely and so perfect. <laughs> I think so. so yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's completely free. And if you'd like to join, just simply uh, sign up through that link and then we will be in touch and I'll send you the link for the workshop through your email. Awesome. Marie, thank you so much for always showing up and sharing and just being so generous with your time. Um, I love having you on here and I love everything that you share. So thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. You have been such a believer in my um, message and success since the very beginning. So I really, really appreciate you. Everyone, of course, check out fitchicksacademy.com where you can um, check out the podcast there. The links will all be there as well. And um, all the show notes details, as well as information on how you can reach Marie if you're looking for more specific details about any of her um, coaching. Or I know that you also offer um, coaching services and um, you also have programs specifically around the stress less. So definitely check it out, fitchicksacademy.com. And And Marie, I will be in touch. We will chat again, I'm sure, very soon. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. Take care. Okay, you too. Thank you. Hey, Fit Chicks, what's up? How's everyone doing? My name is Antonina, and I'm a fitness and nutrition expert graduate from 2019. And I'm here to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to since. And also to take the opportunity to give my thanks to Fit Chicks, because you guys are just such an amazing tribe, always helping us out, always receiving us with open arms, always updating us on the latest trends and the latest news and supporting us in every way you can. So if... Just a quick shout out. If anybody's thinking about joining, do it. It's going to change your life for the better forever. (laughs) So what have I been up to since graduating? Well, I started off teaching fitness group classes and then I moved into doing one-on-ones, so personal training. I even got an opportunity to work at a box office gym, which was a lot of work and I realized was not really my jam. I missed that space to be creative and do my own thing and really be my own boss so I went back to working freelance and then it was going really well I was doing home sessions with families and stuff and then COVID hit so I had to pivot and go online right around the same time I was doing a face yoga certification which is my other passion which I thought was going to tie in beautifully with the FNE cert and face yoga is basically exercises that you do with your face and massages using your hands to help slow down the aging process, prevent aging from coming too quickly, and as well as correct and minimize certain things that just happen to our face through with life, you know, the wear and tear of daily life. So things like small lines, sagging cheeks, jowls, double chin, all things that are preventable. And it's really interesting because it's all connected to your body. 
So I started to realize that I'm really obsessed with this amazing, miraculous machine that we are, the human body. And I started doing another certification in quantum flow. So I am becoming a quantum flow practitioner. And quantum flow is another thing that is just really amazing. You're working at an energy level. And it's all leading me towards my dream. At the end of the Fit Chick certification, we had to write out what was like our big vision, you know, where we saw ourselves. And I wrote that I saw myself giving retreats, you know, retreats that were really for women, like all wild, you know, doing exercise, talking about nutrition, talking about our energy and everything. And it's happening. In February, I'm doing my first retreat, actually, for Valentine's Day. And the the theme of it is self-love. You know, it's geared towards women. I'm going to be giving fitness classes. I'm going to be talking about nutrition. I'm going to be doing some quantum flow activations. I'm going to be teaching them face yoga. And it's all just geared towards loving yourself, nurturing yourself, taking care of yourself, your body, and all its different layers, right? Our physical body, mental body, emotional body, energetic body. How are we nourishing ourselves, not just with the food we're eating, but also the thoughts we're thinking, right? The music we're listening to. And then besides that, showing women that there's this new modality of abundance you know what can we bring into our lives what can we bring into our body to make it healthier and it's not that mentality that we grew up with and diet culture of scarcity of suffering of you know i have to go on a diet and i have to cut out all these things and i have to feel miserable and then i have to talk really badly to myself my inner critic because i ate that one cookie it's like no 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 you know let's look at it from a space of love and kindness let's start adding you know beautiful fruits and vegetables let's start adding more movement because it feels great to move it feels great to have this body you know let's start talking nice to ourselves because if the only relationship that matters at the end of the day is the relationship with how we have with ourselves if that's nurtured then everything else will be nurtured and fall into place so that's what i've been working on <laughs> and i need to update all my social media on it but it's just been such a, a beautiful ride and i thought covid was gonna cause me to pause but i was able to pivot and like i mentioned at the beginning of this no i mean fit chicks was there ready to help us pivot ready to give us tips on how to bring our businesses online and i am eternally grateful because now i know that everything that i'm doing for my retreat, the things that I'm planning and stuff, I'm going to be able to also do it online, which is awesome. All right, guys, big hugs to everyone. All my best. Lots of love and light. Stay healthy. Stay nourished. Stay in love with yourselves. Once again, my name is Antonina, and I'll see you guys around. Now, if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams, we invite you to join our FitChix Academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications, so we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same. Learn more at www.fitchicksacademy.com and we look forward to welcoming you to the academy thanks for listening to the fit chicks chat podcast want more healthy love visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources free workouts recipes tips and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out